Hey everybody, this is Chelsea Schaefer and Caitlin Dustoff, and this is The Score, the official podcast of the sport of team roping. This is the Team Roping Journal's semi-weekly podcast, highlighting the team roping industry's top talents and influencers through stories that inspire and connect ropers. We sit down with ropers from the professional ranks, as well as industry icons and producers to delve into topics that make the team roping world tick. This is season two. It will feature even deeper interviews, storytelling, and issue-based coverage, and we are so excited you're here. Today's episode is brought to you by SmartPack Equine. Visit smartpackequine.com to learn more and stand by for more information on the commercial break. Chase Tryon, known as Hawk by his fellow competitors, will heal at his third Wrangler National Finals Rodeo in December 2019 for finals first-timer Brenton Hall. This year, they won the Washington State Fair and Pro Rodeo in Puyallup, the Leduc Black Gold Pro Rodeo in Alberta, and the IPE and Stampede in Armstrong, British Columbia. Last year, Chase placed ninth in the NFR average, healing behind Bubba Buckaloo, and finished sixth in the PRCA World Standings with almost $175,000 in season earnings. Chase's story, though, it's not typical. After a truck accident early in his career, he spent months in recovery, saved by what he will describe to you today as the grace of God. The only try-in known for his healing, Chase spent years evolving his roping after his first finals qualification. Now he's coming into this year's NFR 11th in the PRCA World Standings, and he and Hall have spent months preparing to light up the Thomas and Mac. Here is Chase Tryon. Hey, America, we are talking to Chase Tryon right now. While I'm talking, Chase is going to grunt a few times throughout this interview. You'll know he's there. But, <laughs> no, Chase, thank you for agreeing to do this. Thank you for letting me crash your NFR practice session to talk. No worries. Good having you. Do you mean that? Yeah. Good. Thanks. <laughs> okay, Chase. So, I got to meet Brenton tonight. Where did you come upon Brenton Hall? How did you get to know him? Jake Long told me I was looking for a partner, and I'd asked if you guys know, you know, was having trouble finding somebody. And Jake said, "Man, there's this kid from Oklahoma." I think he's going to be the real deal. I think you should take a chance on him. And I was like, you know what? Give me his number. I'm going to do it. And you guys had a fair year last year. It was great for his rookie year. Yeah, we actually had a terrible winter. Like, I missed some steers. I know he missed some. He wished he wouldn't have. Like, we both did. And then his first pro rodeo on his card was until Logandale, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Like, it took us till March to fill his permit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, we struggled. We, we really did. It's kind of like we we had a talk at a jackpot of like, man, we like we thought we were taking it serious. It was like, no, we need to like we need to bear down and start working at it a little more. Like start, you know, making runs in the practice pen. Like we're at places, you know, start start doing stuff like that. And it seemed like when we started doing that, he, yeah, well, he always said it's good. I mean, he does, but it's like he got more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I started making better runs. Now, you had gone years between making the NFR. A lot of them. A lot of years. Yes. Talk about that journey between oh my between your first NFR, which did that feel like it was easy to make that first NFR? Too easy, because yeah, because it caught up to me after that. What caught? Like, what did you realize that you weren't I doing think, enough of? What? And I, I do believe that that's when like the transition of healing changed. 
mm-hmm. like the days of just catching the steers changed like it's like the guys that threw fast figured out if I catch more steers I win more money mm-hmm. and they did it and they did it a lot and I was too slow and for years I I wouldn't commit to changing mm-hmm. and I'd ask people like I'm, you know, I'm pretty tight with like my cousin Clay and Right, like Jake Long, we're pretty good friends. I mean, he's one of the best healers in the world, but I'm just like, what? Well, I mean, what do I need to do? I was like, oh, I was one time I thought I was a, you know, towards a top, you know, mm-hmm. pretty good healer. Like I feel like I'm terrible right now. Like, and then it just kept the same thing. Like we got throw fast. I'm like, <laughs> that's not, you know what I mean? Like I'm expecting more. Just, just throw fast. That's all I need to do. Yeah. And I, I couldn't commit to it could never commit to it and uh, so I decided one day I'll never forget this day I was driving over to Clay's house to practice with him and I'm that's the day I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna try throwing faster I'm gonna do it I like, no matter what I don't I don't care who's there I don't care if I can't miss every steer I'm gonna do it I'm gonna try it one time and I showed up and the fastback people were there to film Clay I'm looking at I'm looking at the whole situation. I'm like, this just doesn't seem right. Like, I probably should just try to catch. Like, no, I told myself I'm going to do this. So we started roping, and I, I did it. And I think he had, if I remember right, he really felt hard. He had some pretty tough steers. They were pretty fresh, pretty mm-hmm. hard to heal. And I'm, I decided, I'm like, I'm, I'm throwing here no matter what. And after about third, about... 30 minutes of being there, the fastback people were like, you know what, we'll just come back a different day. I bet we can get some better videos then. Your steers slow down. I bet I caught maybe 20% of the steers that day. Uh-huh. I was roping legs, set it beside them. My horse was running through my throat. It felt terrible. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta stick, I'm gonna stick to it. Like, something's gotta change. What I was doing mm-hmm. wasn't good enough. And this is what keeps getting told to me. So that, you know, by top level, very top level ropers, like, they must know something, so I mean, I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. It was about a two-year process. And it's still not there yet, but You were better. roping with Clay all the time. What did moving to Moses? Yeah, that was, a, that was just like a divine deal. I come down early in October one year because one of my buddies was getting married, and I had, you know, I had a friend who was like, hey, we'll just... The, the wedding's in Weatherford. We need a DD tonight. We you drive for us? You know, we're going to a wedding, all that. Just ask Ryan if you can keep your horses there and just for a couple nights, whatever. I was like, perfect, I'll do that. Called him. He's like, yeah, come on. We'll just, any pen that's open, put your horse up. They're very nice people. Anyways, I, we did that, and I roped them for a couple days, and then I was packing up to leave, and they're like, well, why don't you just stay here for a while? I was like, okay, never left. <laughs> was that 2016? 2017? Uh, I don't remember. 2017, I think. 2017? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And so by that point, you had already made your mind up to start throwing faster. That was the summer after I decided that. Uh-huh. I, uh, yeah. I did. I finished. I think I finished 20th in the world that year or something like that. It's around mm-hmm. 20th in the world. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. And it was starting to improve. Like, I'm starting to see results. Mm-hmm. And I was still missing a ton of steers, mm-hmm. way too many of them I wanted, but I was actually starting to see results. Mm-hmm. And then I got over here, and 
you know, I mean, some people, it's, some guys are all about roping, some guys are all about horsemanship, some guys, you know, I mean, just, mm-hmm. and everybody's good at everything, but it's like they emphasize on stuff like mm-hmm. that, and Ryan really emphasizes on horsemanship, and I've always been more on the roping part of it, mm-hmm. and then getting over here, and getting around these guys, and, you know, being around cutters and all that stuff, and everything's just, their horses, you know, do amazing things, and it, I learned so much that fall with my horses I think that helped a lot too yeah was the horsemanship kind of when you were just yeah, throwing like, fast yeah that like was my horses thing. were working terrible yeah they would just turn and stop mm-hmm. but I mean it's just part of it when you decide like when I decided that it was like well things are gonna suffer mm-hmm. they didn't have to that bad but I, just, <laughs> I messed them up and was it friendly at the time yeah that horse has always been pretty good all my other ones sucked by the time I did that they mm-hmm. were they were good I thought they were pretty good, and I started doing it. They were like, man, these these ones ain't got it. Like, mm-hmm. These this ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. That one's always been pretty good, though. Gotcha. Now, there's something that you said earlier that you needed, or somebody needed a DD, so they called you. You are, like, the DD, right? Not so much anymore, but, yeah, like I I was. And so? I never took a drink of alcohol in college. Yeah. And that came from, we've never talked about your accident. Do you want to? Oh, we can talk. Can we talk about it? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, so when, so, okay, so you had a car accident? I did. A car accident when you were how old? I was 18 years old. You were 18. Yeah. So what happened? Well, I don't remember any of it, but the story I was told, uh, the kid I was with, we were driving down dirt road, it was kind of wet, it had been raining, and... Late at night? No, nope, middle of the day. Mm-hmm. We were headed to town to go eat lunch. We'd been working bulls or something all day, I guess. And In uh, Montana? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was on a county road, dirt road or something like that. And uh, we just, I think we hit a corner just a little too fast or something like that and started fishtailing and it, we rolled or whatever. Did you have your seatbelt on? We don't know. Yeah. I, so the story is they found me outside the car walking around like lights on, no one's home though. Like I'm looking around like a zombie. And the seatbelt of the car was fastened, but I was outside of it. So, I mean, there's no, I don't remember it, Mm -hmm. so I I can't say. Mm -hmm. But I don't know why I would have fastened. It was like an old hunting suburban. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine why I'd have fastened the Mm seatbelt. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, a lot of unanswered questions right there, but man, God had his hands on me that day. Big time. That was huge, too, because I just got saved the January before that, and that was Memorial Day weekend, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would always been on the fence of that, like, like, I always believed and all that stuff like that, but that, that pushed me way to the other side of, like, man, like, <laughs> if you don't believe there's a God out there, I've got, I've got some stories that I don't, there's no way there isn't one. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not something. Mm-hmm. That's a... Yeah, that was a, that was a huge deal. It's kind of like my testimony a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like what really, like being saved and all that stuff. And that was huge. Like that was a big day. But that that time of my life really mm-hmm. put me over. Of like, man, yeah. Smart packs are a simple, foolproof way to make sure your horse always gets the right supplements. All you have to do is choose the supplements that your horse needs, and Smart Pack will pack them in convenient customized daily doses that make feeding time fast and easy. And smart packs aren't just easier for you. 
They're better for your horse too. Because they come in pre-measured doses, are clearly labeled and sealed for freshness, there's never any doubt that your horse is getting the absolute best. Visit SmartPack.com or call 1-800-461-8898 to learn more about how SmartPack can help you take great care of your horse today. So how long were you in the hospital? I think it was <coughs> six or seven weeks. I don't remember. With a traumatic brain injury? Yeah. I was, they said I was on life support for a few days, and then I was in intensive care for another week or two, mm-hmm. and then they moved me to the, uh, whatever, just the regular rooms for a couple weeks. Then we, we went to go home one day. They were going to release me, and I remember that. And I passed out. I had to stand there for another couple of days. I was so mad. So excited to go home. Mm-hmm. And you, um, when did you come to? Like, Julie Mankin, who writes for us, she had a traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. And she says she was aware and talking to people, but she doesn't have any memory for, like, three weeks. You know, she was... Mine was her. probably a couple of weeks into it. Mm-hmm. My, they said, my mom told me she used to freak out because every day I'd walk in the hospital, I'd look at her and go, like, why am I here? Uh-huh. She's like, oh, no, he's toast. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're in a bind. <laughs> yeah. Which, thankfully, I, I come out of it. But, mm-hmm. uh, Did you have to relearn how to walk? Did, or... No. I, well, no. I went through every form of therapy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, no, I was, I, I could pretty much, most of my motor skills were pretty good, mm-hmm. but... My thinking was so slow, you know, talking was slow, couldn't find my words, mm-hmm. and, you know, I thought I was walking pretty good, and I'd look back and think, wow, you made it not very far. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, an 18-year-old kid, you're like, man, I'm, I'm doing good, and you look back and like, wow, that's not very good, but you just did. Mm-hmm. So. So you're roping, um, how long until you started roping again? Happened Memorial Day. I think I run my first steer the beginning of August. I had to wear a helmet for six months. And Did uh, you fight it? Did you almost not want to rope because you had to wear a helmet? Or did no, you not care? You know what? I, I didn't like it. I really didn't. But I was like, man. It's a, and the doctor told me, he's like, you... you, you I mean, you don't have to wear it, but if you do that, you can't ride a horse till January 1st. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I remember the first day I tried to rope, I missed every steer. I was so mad. Mm-hmm. My parents were like, well, I don't think you're ready yet. And I, you know, I mean, they're looking out for me. And I was like, no, I'm going to try it. First day went terrible. Second day went a lot better. But mm-hmm. I think the first day I caught like one or two. Did you start out back on your good horse or did you start out on a gentle, like a Horse you'd I think you the horse younger. I had when I at that time was pretty gentle. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty user friendly horse. Mm-hmm. Did they lower your number for a while? I don't think they did. No. I I honestly don't remember. Mm-hmm. It was it was quite a while ago, but all we used to go to was the Wrangler Ropens. There was no U.S. Ropens up there or anything yeah. like that. So we uh, yeah. I wouldn't doubt if, I, I can't remember 100%, but I, I wouldn't doubt if Dennis lowered me a little bit just to help mm-hmm. me out till I kind of come back to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, obviously, so your last name is Tryon, you're Tryon. I am one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Good that, point. that was a statement, not a yeah. question. <laughs> was okay, but maybe you Gosh, got confused dang. right there. No, <laughs> how did you end up the only one that healed? Well, I all headed. I had good headers all the time. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I headed at all the amateur rodeos and stuff, like, before I was 17. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't know, I've always loved healing. I wish I would have kept heading, like if you get good heading, it's such an easier road. You, know, you think get, so? Getting partners, no, it's tough, like mm -hmm. horses and all that stuff, but if you're good, getting partners and like working your way up the ladder, I think, man, you get, you just get kind of, you get noticed faster, I think. Mm -hmm. I really do think that. So last year, you and Brenton, obviously you made the finals, Brenton did not. Yeah. Why, what about Brenton made you want to stay hooked with him? You could have. That <laughs> kid has unlimited potential. Mm -hmm. He's going to be, I mean, as good as he wants to be. Mm -hmm. Like there's, yeah. I was so impressed with him. He was, I just, this is the first time I've spoken to him and I thought he was pretty unreal. His perspective is really phenomenal. Like he's pretty fun loving and easy to get along with and. Him and Tyler Worley are probably the two most easygoing people I've ever been around in my entire life. You cannot, you can't get Tyler Worley down. Mm -hmm. Not that you'd even want to, but I'm just saying, like, you can't. Mm -hmm. And if he is, if he is, he doesn't let you know it. So yeah. are you excited for Tyler to make the finals this yeah, year? Yeah, I am. I actually sold him that horse in July. Oh, he started kicking cool. butt. Mm -hmm. Deadwood, he tried him on his way from Deadwood to Joseph or something like that. Run six years on him and bought him. I feel like you have sold quite a few yeah, decent horses. Sure have. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> Do you so, wish you'd have kept that one that Colin won the world on? No, because I probably would have sold Friendly then. Mm -hmm. I was gonna sell one of them. Mm -hmm. And. And they called I, that horse Hawk, but that yeah, that isn't what you called him. No, I called him Reuben. Mm -hmm. That was yeah. That horse and I. It's funny because that horse went through three people before it got to Colin. Mm -hmm. They rode him for a week and hated him. Mm -hmm. You know, and then Colin gets him. And he's like, "This is just the perfect fit for him." Like it was just. Mm -hmm. You didn't hate him though, right? No, I didn't. You, you liked I, that horse. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I did, did like him. I got along with him pretty mm -hmm. good, but it was like I, I had too many. I still had little Kim. I wasn't sure I was gonna be able to get rid of her, and I was like, I need rid of something. Mm -hmm. That was the easiest one to get rid of. It was either him or friendly. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to sell friendly about four times, and it never worked. And I'm glad now it didn't work. But is I, it ever going to work again? Are you ever? Is he a lifer with you? I think he is. It would take a lot. Mm -hmm. How old is he this year? I think he's 12. So, a lot of road left. In he front. should, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's been pretty sound. Clean have, legs like he's... Yeah, have you had to do anything this year to him? I've never touched him. Really? I injected him a long time ago, one time. And I brought him back... I don't know if he was fusing or what. Mm -hmm. But it's like, this is the soundest he's ever been. I was like, well, that's, you know, I'm done. Like, all I can do is rope it on him. Mm -hmm. like, keep doing that. Like, okay. It's an easy way out. Yeah. Now, your Uncle Dennis puts on ropins. What does your family do? Uh, My dad used to have some cows and stuff like that. They're kind of kind of downsizing right now. My mom works at a, a sporting goods store. Mm -hmm. I think she's fixing to retire here pretty soon. They're fixing to live the good life for a while. Go to Arizona for the winter? Do they rope? Oh, yeah. My dad ropes a lot. He probably almost as much as we do. But mm -hmm. uh, he loves it. And, yeah, they try to go to Arizona. I the last few winters have been pretty hard up there. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for all those guys up there. Just yeah. For all you people. <laughs> it's been harsh. Yeah. Cold. It has. It definitely has, and cold early, too. Oh, my gosh, and yeah. Late, yeah. I went to the circuit finals last year. It was, like, 40. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then I called my parents one day, and, like, the 2nd of February, it was, like, 30 below. Mm -hmm. I don't miss those days. 
Did you guys run cows when you were a kid that you had? We to... had a few, yeah. Um, I think I mean, close to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of just enough, you know. So mm -hmm. always stay busy. Sure. Now, what's your NFR practice going to look like with Brenton? Are you guys going to set up the arena in Moza's cutting pen, or? You know, I I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, last year, when I roped with Bubba, we just put some out, put some panels down the arena, kind of mm -hmm. close to what the measurements were, just to kind of get a feel for it. And uh, it's hard on your steers, though, and they they play out fast when you do that. It seems like. But, I mean, a guy's got to kind of get a feel for it, I think. At least kind of be aware of where the fence is going to be, how far you have, you know, steers are running, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, I, I'm sure we'll do some of that. And Yeah, starting about the 10th of November, I bet we'll start going at him pretty hard. Do you have Brenton to stick to his game? I mean, are you going to... I'm not even... No, he, mm -hmm. he knows what he's doing, man. Where they, That part of the world, they go fast, mm -hmm. and they're good at it. A lot of them. Yeah, I've, there's a lot of them that are good at it from over there. Mm -hmm. He's, he's going to do just right. I hope so. I'm excited. Do you have a... He told me that he thinks he's going to ride Time Bomb, which sounds like a really appropriately named horse. Um, do you think he should ride Time Bomb? Or are you going to ever tell him what horse you think I he told him the very first time we ever roped. I said, whatever, you horse, whatever horse you feel like you have the best chance of winning on, mm -hmm. I will not question it. You know, and that's where I don't, I don't know. I feel like we have enough of our own stuff going on, mm -hmm. you know. Like, I don't need to be worried about what horse he's on or anything like that. I feel like they should, you know. He, he knows this horse is going to be the best fit here. Mm-hmm. You know, he worry about mom's stuff. Well, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. We're done, Chase. Ha-ha, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, before we go, we have to remind you that SmartPack.com brought us this episode. They're the simple, foolproof way to make sure your horse always gets the right supplements. They're not just easier for you. They're better for your horse. They come in pre-measured doses, and they're clearly labeled and sealed for freshness. Visit SmartPack.com or call 1-800-461-8898 to learn more. Before you go, remember to take a break and rate this podcast. Leave us a review. Leave us a positive comment, a negative comment. You just tell us what you think we want to know. And if you think of any stories that we're missing, horses or people that we need to talk about and tell their tale, give me an email at cshafer, C-S-H-A-F-F-E-R, at aimmedia.com. That's A-I-M-M-E-D-I-A. Dot com. Shoot us an Instagram message. Shoot us a Facebook message. Track me down. We are looking forward to hearing from you all. So thanks, everybody.